0: Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, which share stories of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, Miracles and Ways to Discover and Use Intuition for Creating Healthier, Happier, More Productive Life Experiences, and today I welcome Travis Ruskus, author of The Rock Balancer's Guide, which demonstrates a new form of mindfulness to create a deeper connection with yourself and the world around you. Hello, Travis, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within.
1: Hi Cheryl, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Great. Travis, as listeners of Healing From Within have come to expect over the years, my guests and I explore the metaphysical concepts of life, suggesting we are spiritual beings of energy, having a physical life, and therefore the world we create with our thoughts and actions can be balanced refined, and can help us and humanity evolve through all and any of the challenges we're facing now for a more cooperative way of helping ourselves and communities to live with greater love and compassion. In today's episode of Healing From Within, Travis Ruskis, who is a professional rock balancer, artist and meditation instructor who lives in san francisco will show us how through the techniques of rock balancing skills breathing properly at each moment facing fears and going beyond previous limits uh, we can be helped to develop pristine ways of living in balance and harmony with ourselves others and the planet Travis, I always love to ask my guests to think back to an earlier time in life, perhaps their childhood, and to remember a person, place, or event that may have shown them or others around them the life path they would follow and the adult lifestyle they might embrace. So think back for a minute.
1: Well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is when I was about I guess kindergarten I, you know, you're just doing the thing hey, your parents guide you to do this and this and this and then one day I was all of a sudden coloring and um, I had this big awesome sunset because I grew up in Boulder, Colorado and we have amazing sunsets out there and uh, I just took basically these different, the sunset sunset was like a layer of the rainbow, that there were these almost like jagged rainbow lines and at the second half was just these big purple mountains, like this big purple second half of it. And uh, regardless of how it looks, what happened is uh, actually it was with the teacher and the teacher took my, my art and I was a little bit bummed of like, Hey, wait, I can't keep this. Like <laughs> am, you, know, you talk about putting your energy into something as a kid and you know, attach yourself to, you know, yes. that energy, even at an early age, what happened is uh, a couple of weeks later, they said, hey, we put that, that piece of art in the uh, the Boulder County Fair, and uh, it got entered from kindergarten through, I think, fifth grade, and you won. You won the blue ribbon, and uh, here's a check for uh, <laughs> you know, $2. They, they got it to me and all this stuff. And for me, there was, like, so many things that happened of, like, wait, I made money, like $2 to me was, like, $2 million. I didn't even right. know what to do with that, but it just – As I'm old, I'm like, not old, but I'm 29 now, and I look back on that, and it it was just such a moment of recognition of my true spiritual energy that I, I am now. Like, this book is a great example of that, but it became such a journey for myself to reconnect to that because I started to become, you know, what others tell you you should be. And it's a discovery process of me kind of peeling back the layers of that onion to to discover that truth See,
0: also for me listening to that story as an intuitive and a, a reiki practitioner uh, which i work on the uh, seven main chakra points which are uh, reflected by color each of them by color and they reflect the rainbow as you just said you were drawing in your picture and uh it as spiritual beings within us even from a young age we have a remembrance and awareness of light and love and beauty and goodness and you were simply expressing that in that beautiful picture and the light was there and also your life path was there in that picture so uh,
1: so true and I, it's I, crazy I love because,
0: hearing um... that and you wanted to hear something else funny My middle name is Iris, and uh, I came to understand that names have great spiritual value. And I found out that Iris means rainbow, goddess of messengers, of messages. And the yeah. ra- the rainbow colors are the same as the chakra or energy points that connect us uh, to universal energy and to this life force that's all around us and within us. Now, I'm sure my mother did not know that when she named me that. She probably just thought of it as a beautiful flower, uh, but it, oh, true. it had meaning... Uh, to my life purpose and i discovered it as you discovered it a little later on but it was already there and our destiny was already there also so that's a great story let's go on to tell us something about rock balancing and how you found this art along your journey to also looking for enlightenment yeah
1: yeah um the the gap between the two is it's quite a large one and we unfortunately don't have enough time uh, but it's just so interesting too with how I still have that image framed at my parents house and whenever I go back home to stay with them I, I see it and I, I visit my younger self it's just such a emotional kind of experience that I have and I think that's the kind of the power of the art and the power of art has become this journey for me and essentially how this rock balancing journey began was I I was working in kitchens in San Francisco. I, I moved from Boulder to San Francisco uh, after a few years of college, bouncing around majors in mechanical engineering, psychology. It just wasn't resonating like the way art did. But I thought, hey, I could go to culinary school. I can make art with food and, mm-hmm. you know, have a, have a trade. My dad was always saying, you got to have a trade. You got to have a trade. And uh, he never really thought I could have a trade with art, which is a whole kind of story in itself. But at the same time, he's very true. You got to be kind of real and practical with your dreams. And, uh, Absolutely. This whole journey yeah, yeah. It's become like a, a full circle of me kind of showing him, like, here, I'm doing this. Not necessarily for you, for myself, but um, you have allowed me to make my dreams kind of real with the skepticism. So uh, I moved to San Francisco to go, like, go to culinary school, and it was like, not the dream that I had envisioned. It's much harder when you're in kitchens. It's a really tough environment. and It taught me an incredible work ethic. And from that, I moved up to Portland and uh, worked in a couple kitchens. And then I got fired right before Christmas, which allowed me to kind of really think back on what happened. Why did I get fired? Because all these people were giving me smiles. I thought I was doing a great job. But unfortunately, when they say, hey, you're fired, we were talking behind your back and we don't like you. I just was questioning the whole industry, like is this going to happen at the next job I was at? So during that time in that space where I was kind of reconsidering things, I found that I was going and painting a lot more. So when I was still working in the kitchen at night, I would be painting like this abstract stuff just to release some of the stress and tension. And it would just be feel, it would feel so great to throw some paint down, take a ruler and and smear it around and, and kind of look at what abstract shape I had and the colors and what that actually represented to me was it you know pain flow did it mean like some experience that I had in the past or a story was there a story in this abstract colors and shapes and that actually translated to in the future when I picked up this rock balancing thing because as I make new rock balances today I'm always thinking about what theme can I embody in this balance so like today is the autumn equinox fast forward to this moment and I'm going to make a rock balance this afternoon and I haven't really figured out a specific theme maybe we can work through it together as we kind of go through this talk but I'm going to embody that in the balance and the previous one I did was beyond and it was thinking about beyond and that elements of beyond and how can I take these rocks and make them more than just rocks a symbol of the elements of beyond so those early days painting in Portland allowed me to I guess harness that today and so what happened and how I transitioned into rock balancing is I couldn't really make it work paint I wanted to get away from the kitchens and I wanted to paint and it was just so hard every artist that starts out is met with a ton of skepticism maybe friends and family purchasing some work but other than that it's hard to really get the world to care you have to dig in your heels and work your face off in order to get someone to notice and it just takes time so for me I didn't have enough money to sustain myself in Portland and I moved back home with my parents I broke up with my girlfriend in Portland it was just like a huge kind of coming out of the illusions that I had built for myself in order to kind of step into who I was at the time of course I had no idea about this it was just the worst lowest toughest pain of my life and when I experienced that when I'm teaching people with workshops I I just have so much happiness for them with their pain because you're going to be able to move forward into the truth when you experience that pain so um, what happened with me how I started rock balancing is one day I'm in the river just super super sad it was spring by then and my feet are in the river and I'm I'm feeling the water flow past my legs it's icy cold from Uh, the canyon and the the snow melting from the, the Colorado mountains. And it was kind of this metaphysical thing where I was able to see myself feeling the water and then thinking about feeling the water and then feel the water and then think about feeling water. I couldn't just continually feel the water. It's like I could notice there was this light switch going on and off, on and off, like feel, not feel, feel, not feel. So, as I started to really look down at my feet, to just try and feel constantly, I noticed the stones below, and it was almost like a old friend saying hello again, mm-hmm. and I, you know, this could be God or the spiritual energy that gives us life, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, but I just think of it like um, your elbow. You don't really think about your elbow, but it's always there. It's helping you move your hand, helping you turn the page, open a door. But you're never like, hey, elbow, thank you so much for your work, it's just there. And in that moment when I'm there looking at these rocks, I I decided to just pick one up, to kind of put my hand through the running water, grab one and pick it up, and when I held it in my hand, I just, it was almost like because I was so sad, we become more receptive, almost like like a, a psychedelic experience, you remove the ego and you can just see the moment as it truly is. And I, I, it was like the first time I saw a rock and I saw the gold sparkling in it and the silver and the, the the purple of the rock and the mountain that it came from. But it was also the way the sun was kind of cutting through the trees that it was just like, I was able to almost re-experience the moment. And as I'm holding the rock, I, I was able to see my fingertips around the rock and I, was questioning how old is this rock? So Cheryl, like you see rocks all the time. How old do you think a rock is?
0: Mm. (laughs) depends on the rock but I know you you said at this time when you were looking at the rocks and contemplating life and what life's all about you thought or you wrote there is no way that you would be here on earth by accident there has to be a reason you are alive right now and absolutely what you were discovering then was a moment of your soul remembering itself and remembering that we are here simply for that purpose to know that we are eternal and more than any event any moment in time but all eternal life and all the events we will experience here and beyond so it, there's a bigger plan and you know now there's nothing random it was not mm. an, an accident that you it didn't work out for you in in the um, restaurant business it, it was an experience you needed to have uh, but it wasn't where you need it to stay. And you also say that rock balancing, it's been around for thousands of years, and it's a guide, and it's part of a reawakening of a lost ancient wisdom, which is what we're talking about as far as what's within us in the soul. And it teaches you to learn how to let go of your creations, freeing yourself into the next moment. And so all these difficult events that we have do exactly the same thing and it sounds to me like you were having an epiphany in that moment in the water with the stones an awakening in the dark moment of your soul as you were moving past whatever it was that was holding you back from the lightness of your being and the path ahead and in my book the living spirit i address this moment of awakening in this way and i wrote as I began to step outside my comfort zone, I realized that there were thousands of people just like me who had been thrust into a new state of awareness of life beyond the physical plane. Once this happened, it was impossible to go back to that three-dimensional way of thinking. Suddenly the concerns of everyday living, like worrying about paying the rent and managing our family and careers was no longer enough. We were seeking something greater, we're seeking the truth of why we are all here and our connection to what is beyond us. So you found it in that moment in the water. I found it (laughs) in many other moments, but those of us who find it at all in this life, are the most fortunate of all souls because it's the reason we were born and we're lucky and should have gratitude for that and then be able to balance no matter what happens just like your lo- your rocks balance into a beautiful mm, portrait of the moment and 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 time and space so so we do that also as human and spiritual beings. But let's get on to what are the seven keystones of rock balancing?
1: Yeah. Um and that was so beautifully said. I, I couldn't have said it any better. And it's just so nice to like you're saying, the more that I'm doing these interviews, the more I'm discovering, hey, there's so many people just like me that, that share the same energy. So
0: isn't it uh, lovely? <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, and one thing I really wanted to touch up on is like that moment of awakening was when I, yes, held the rock. But once I started to balance and teach others how to balance, I would see the same look in everyone's eye. And that's when I knew that I had to dedicate my whole life to this because it wasn't dependent on your race, religion, age, uh, any of these surface level things that us as modern humans with our egos, kind of judge each other with it's almost as if the rock is this this mother and father figure kind of guiding us saying you know it is there's no judgment of it so
0: that's beautiful also yeah that's the truth of going beyond mm-hmm. all the politics economic structures religious structures and all the problems that mankind has made for themselves in trying to limit and separate and you found the unity in the beauty of doing this and I'd like to try it myself actually it's so so incredibly beautiful uh,
1: even if you don't even try rock balancing it's more of taking this as a metaphor for um, you know your your new book that you're coming out with or this podcast or someone who's listening like checking their email or driving in traffic is my favorite so if you can just take these seven principles and just apply them to anything, then I believe that you'll become essentially the the fullest version of yourself. So um if I so, can can I kinda walk you through those?
0: Yes, go on uh, to the same and you... I'm doing them all but but let's let sure. our let's let our listeners hear the seven keystones of rock balancing and indeed the seven keystones of living uh, an intimate life with yourself and, and encouraging better relationships and love on the planet also. Go on.
1: So the first step is to breathe. So if you and I can, let's just take a breath. Everyone listening, let's just breathe. Just one breath. And this is the moment right now. And it, the more times that you can remember to breathe, the more times you can just tap into the moment right now this is our story unfolding so when I go out balance step one before I come in with my ego and the celebrity of I'm going to make the most amazing balance I just breathe and just feel the moment and then from there I kind of like I was saying earlier try and think of uh, a feeling that comes to mind and what's a feeling that comes to mind right now with you Cheryl what is some, some element that you're kind of going through right now
0: Mm. all right well i have a new book coming out new life awaits the eyes of spirit share evolution revolution and global awakening and i i have a hope for uh, the book to be a way uh, to open past uh the limitations that so many people have put upon themselves that have brought so much anger and pain to themselves and to us and to the world actually and to just allow it to shine the light that your beautiful picture you know when you were in kindergarten that the picture of the sunset that you drew opened to every person who saw it uh, they saw a light, they saw a gift, they saw a, a hope, and so I guess uh, that's the opportunity uh, that we wish, new doors to open and have other people develop a mindful practice of just being grateful for life. So I guess that's what it makes me think of.
1: That's That's fantastic. And when I get people to do this exercise with me on the beach, When I get them, we do a little bit deeper meditation that, unfortunately, for time we can't go into, but when they're in this peaceful, calm, meditative state, I say, okay, if you can try and explain this experience in one word, what would it be? And everyone has a different word, and there was one word that you said that actually resonated really strong with me, and that was the word of revolution, and I think that you and I can also connect on that thing, because you and I are trying to start a revolution here, and I find it pretty difficult... (laughs)
0: We're rebels. We're sort of spiritual rebels, I guess. (laughs) Spiritual rebels, yes. So with that in mind,
1: I move forward. And I like to embrace opportunity. And you can see all the rocks around you. And it's, you know, how do you choose the rocks? And do they choose you or do you choose them? And it's it's a philosophical debate. But ultimately, you just got to let yourself flow and grab some rocks that kind of call to you. So from there... You want to believe in yourself, and that's the third step. You have to believe, because if you're approaching it with fear and failure of, oh, man, when I put this next rock on, it's not going to work. Like That is definitely what is going to happen. If you believe that it's actually going to balance, that's how I'm able to overcome the failure, but also achieve some of these balances that make people question if it's even real, which to me is the whole light shining on their belief system of you know what we kind of think so i find that most humans doubt as soon as they see and it's a matter of experiencing in order to really believe so after you believe which is can be difficult but it is essential we want to just balance we want to find okay i have belief in myself to be in the san francisco museum of modern art and the greatest art of of all time. Ego aside, I just feel that I have this really powerful uh, artistic energy. But I need to balance that with reality. I need to find that, that space between idea and reality. And I like to call that the creative gap. So what you're doing is you're just kind of slowly coming back from your dreams along the horizon to meet yourself right where you're at in this moment. And that's where you'll find that center of balance. So once you get to that and you discover, oh, wow, this is how you can really find this balance and the flow through life you discover what your limits are so that's the next element here is limits and what I like to do is people who are done with their balances they look at me for validation which they don't need to do, I make sure that they're doing it for themselves but then I go and I challenge them, I say can you do one more Mm -hmm. and it's almost as if I'm giving themselves the opportunity to just push outside your, your previous limits. And I think we do kind of need an external force in order for us to, to see the infinite limits that we possess inside. But with that, you don't want to get carried away because then what I find is people get caught up in the just one more mentality and you're never going to be satisfied if you can't really see where your true limits are. So for me, today, when I'm going to go make this balance, I think I'm going to do Revolution. I really, I haven't done one called Revolution. It'll be in your honor, Cheryl.
0: Oh, thank and, uh, you. That'll be cool. Send me a picture.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. Yes, yeah,
0: you know. yeah, You know, Travis, long ago, about 20 years ago, one of the first mediums who gave me a reading, and I was a skeptic. I didn't believe in, you know, Life after death, or eternal life, or uh, the universe having a great plan for us—I was born to the material world, as I had been taught by my family. And um, this medium said that my mother was telling me that it was very important for me to learn to let go. And I, at that time, had no idea exactly what that meant. But when you were just talking. You were saying what it is. Nothing is permanent. We are beings of light and eternal potential and infinite energy to create. We're a creative force, whether we're here in this physical life or beyond this physical life. So we just have to let go, evolve, and and, and move freely, like water. I think you discussed you discuss that in the book, Moving Through Water. And... Um, I would like readers to remember, you sort of gave this idea out. Think about how everybody has their own unique personality, and yet despite these differences, we are all united. You and I are all one, and everything in the universe is connected. And we are all connected because we share the same earth, breathe the same air, see the same moon and sun in the sky. Therefore, no, you are not alone and that is a concept that I have shared in my three books also and it's very important for people to know that So I want to thank you, Travis Ruskis, for writing a beautifully artful and poetic view of how to engage with life through a practice of rock-balancing, meditation, being in nature, and living life to its fullest. Along with the beautiful photos and insightful quotes, the reader is able to gain a clearer way to appreciating themselves and others without fear. To purchase this book, go to Travis Ruscus.com In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, I must say that in my travels, I have seen these beautiful rock sculptures and always took note of them in my heart and mind, and today have seen that the reason they spoke to me as... They did to Travis uh, because it was a connection to harmony, peace, and balance, and the journey of the soul finding itself once again in this physical world where sometimes pain, sorrow, or trauma may surface, but helping us find ways to move past it all for realigning in time to the best of the energy within and around us. It is in finding tools, gratitude, mantras, and like-minded people that we find greater love for self, others, and life in all its wonderment. Travis and I would have you begin to feel and know that along your journey of life there will be a moment when you can feel that spark of divinity within your heart and soul and breathe in life in its infinite potential and love And then together we may begin the change to change the world and ourselves as Travis did, one rock at a time. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, and invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to the amazing stories of authors and leaders in the fields of metaphysics, science, spirituality, medicine, psychology, and the arts and music, revel in the mysteries and stories of the universe, and to find, as you and I are finding, that we are indeed made of stardust. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net or dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.